Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking with Friends, Ooh. a podcast where we just sit around a table and drink a lot and stuff. Together. Cool. Together. <laughs> my, my name's Chris. My name's Todd. And I'm Obert. And uh, I made it to Todd's house. Same with me. We were both We're at Todd's here. house. Me, three. And recording a podcast. The gang's all here. The gang's all here. Yeah, I think this is probably like, what, our third or fourth drinking with friends? Something like that, yeah. 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 It's so, a good number. I know I was taking a nap for most of last episode. Yep. Um, <laughs> but what's, that, what's the show on ESPN where they go back and forth, they only have a certain amount of time to answer each topic, it's like on in the afternoons? Around the horn. Around the horn, thank you. And at the very end, there's like the producer guy who comes in with all the corrections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, I drive a 4Runner. Right, so a 4Runner RAV4. No, not a RAV4. Um, it's pronounced Katahdin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so. It's, it's, I think the tallest mountain in Maine, and it's also the end of the Appalachian Trail. Nope. Um, your math about the negative test thing, I did not, I don't think that's right. It's 25% times 20, or we don't have to, 25%. We don't have to relitigate that. It'll be 12 and a half I can percent. get truly hey, in our hey, hang on, we'll be 25, we'll be 12.5%, so we're, we're right on that math. Um, if I think of anything else, I'll let you know. I don't think you can get truly in Maine, because you've already said on the podcast, listeners go back, check, that he can't get, uh... Truly eliminates in Montana. He also can't get Sam Adams New England IPA in Montana. So welcome to Connecticut, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm here too. Yeah. Yep, yep. We uh, drove up, well, two days this week, I guess. And um, it was a it's, a, it's a long drive. Not as long as over, to be fair. But, I mean, you t- but also to be fair, you're here not napping. So that's, my drive was so long, I had to nap that through is true. all of well, your drive, Well, your drive slash fly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's my helium drive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was it was fun. I mean, two kids in the car. Well, let's face it, two kids and a wife in the car for fifteen hours is not a fun time. But we're here, and my beer has multiplied. I brought. Oh, I know. I brought two cases. I have three cases plus. <laughs> yeah, I brought a ton of beer for you guys. Mm-hmm. I have. St- I got you guys stuff from North Dakota to. to Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, maybe some Indiana. Nope. Uh, nope. This some is where, this Montana. Is, nope, this so is where I'm jumping in. Pretty much everything west of Ohio. Because somebody just tried to rob over in my yard. Yeah. Everybody. I do promise to the listeners of the podcast, I do live in a pretty nice neighborhood. But somebody did literally just try to break into Obert's car. Well, if you didn't live in such a nice neighborhood, they wouldn't cars have tried to do it. wouldn't be so nice and break inable. So. It's true. Mm, that's how they get you. Yeah. Over, Catch over, 22. Everybody just leaves their like loose diamonds and gold bars <laughs> and their unlocked cars around here. Catch, problem. Catch O26. <laughs> Obert left his car unlocked. There was nothing in it. Yeah. It was all a trap. Actually, they crawled in and then it locked behind them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, I rolled it into a pit of lava. <laughs> we got them. We got them pretty good. And thus ends the 4, or the RAV4. Yeah. There goes the... the, the for for the explorer, <laughs> I like the I like calling it the four RR four. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's the new name for Obert's vehicle, the four RR four. We don't know whether it's a forerunner or a Rav four, but we do know that it is a four RR four. 
But so in addition to all of the beer that I brought from across all the states, mm-hmm. Chris brought some beer. To yeah, split. yeah, I did. Uh, pretty much hit up two of my mainstays over in Charlotte. I brought home some Resident Culture and some Divine Barrel Brewing, which was, I mean, they're just so good. And y'all, y'all have had it, I think, before. And um, you're going to have more. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty excited about that. And, you know, to try all the ones that over brought across the state. And, like, not to mention, Tut and I went to just, like, the local Big Y today. And I was like, oh, my goodness, there's so many good beers. I don't know. I just miss North. I, not North. I just miss Connecticut beer so much. North yeah. England. North England. <laughs> North England, Connecticut. Uh, so much. And, uh, it. I don't know, the beer here, the, you know, the beer and the pizza, oh, the pizza here is just better. We were talking about that today, too. Yeah, the pizza here is just better, I'm sorry. I have I have nothing to say, I agree listen, with all listen, accounts. Listen, listen, South, listen, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you with my words. You're on notice. <laughs> You're on notice. Why? Why is the North so much better at pizza than you? You let me know. This is Chris's cranky segment. This is why <laughs> he's cranky. I mean, there's a few spots down there that are not bad, that are pretty good, but most of it... Trash. If you're listening to this from the south, you don't know pizza, and I don't. I don't understand. We had pizza last night from like not even the best pizza place in Connecticut, and it was like oh, so much good. I would argue not even in the top three hundred. I wouldn't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I think I can name three hundred pizza places that are better. Three hundred. Stay tuned for after the credits <laughs> when Todd lists three hundred right. pizza places. Maybe a hundred and fifty. No. Okay. No. Anyways. Uh, so yeah. So we did the beer swap. I think I'm gonna have to do a uh, like a like a El Presidente, like one bite. Everybody knows the rule of every Connecticut pizzeria from it, every town. And Ted was generous enough to share some beers of his with us too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, one of which I'm excited to drink tonight. In fact. Ooh. Yeah. What you got? Even though I can see it, it's literally right there in front of me. Yeah, it's got all of these like funky psychedelic multicolored broccolis on it. Oh, I thought they were it's... mini trees. Well, they could be mini trees. <laughs> I thought they were cauliflowers. They could be cauliflowers, <laughs> but they're not. And you know how I know is because the name of this beer is broccoli. I think it's wrong. Oh. I think it's and misspelled. It's from other half, they misspelled Ooh. cauliflower with a B. Other could half. be fan favorites of the podcast. Yeah, Todd talks about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Big fan. I actually, well, let me crack this guy open. I stopped another half uh, on my drive through New York. Some more beer I owe you guys. And, I mean, we heard, we all heard Tud's review of the place a couple weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, kind of literally in the middle of Brooklyn, right underneath the highway. It's like you got to find parking in a little sketchy area. <laughs> but... Uh, I went up there and I was just overwhelmed by the number of choices they had. There was just like tons Did you park of in the McDonald's parking lot? I did not. There's a McDonald's literally like an eighth of a block away across the street with plenty of open spots. But uh, I was able to find on street parking in my RAV4 Forerunner and uh, managed to pick up a couple four packs. But this was not one of them. So, Todd, I th- thank you for sharing. You're welcome. This is a uh, DDH double dry hop Imperial India Pale Ale. So, double IPA or IIPA, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so, let's see. On the nose taste So, here, do we call that a, an India India Pale Ale? 
No, it's an Imperial India Pale Ale. I'm gonna call it an India India Pale Ale from now on. Okay, you can call it an India Imperial Pale Ale. Nope, double eyes. India India. You can call it a Pale Imperial. I squared PA. India Pale Ale. So on the nose, I don't know. It smells like a double dry hop IPA. I'm not getting any like overwhelmingly like signature hop from it. Mm. I don't know how old this guy is. Nine seven. So. Still pretty fresh. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It does smell a little bit muted, but I mean, I can't compare because I didn't know what it was like on September 7th. So overall, good nose, nose tastes. I'm giving this one <laughs> sol- solid scores here. Let's let's dig into it. Mm, really good. Um, definitely the first thing I get is very like full-bodied mouth profile. I get it. it's very like rich and creamy, which you don't really get sometimes with um, double IPAs. Mm. Um you know, sometimes it's just a total haze bomb where it's just like hits you in the face with hops. And right. while this does have really strong hop characteristics, it has very rich malts as well. I would say it's, it's, it's very bitter from my recollection of having it before. Well, that's the beauty of drinking with friends is you can refresh your memory right now. That's true. How? I don't know how. Minus the Rona. So uh, let me pour some into your glass here. And... Uh, <laughs> And let me know if you think this is as bitter as you remember it. I have to be the soundboard, by the way. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have the benefit of my awesome soundboard on this episode. I mean, we have a soundboard, but it doesn't work. (laughs) Okay, so on the nose of this cauliflower, I get a lot of uh, mango. Yeah, I get some mango flavors as well. And I think that's it. I get a lot of like hop aroma, but it's a lot of mango coming through. So let's taste it. Would you agree with with my assessment of more muted hop aroma than like fresher? I would. I wanted to say like vanilla-y as a hop aroma, but I don't think that's really like a hop aroma. I think I was just putting that like out there. Into in the, the ether. Into the ether and hoping that it was true. And it wasn't. So as you taste it, is it as bitter as you remember? Yeah, it's still a little bit more bitter than I would ex- than, than I would have, than I would think that you would describe it as. I mean, it is very smooth, but it still has some bitterness to it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a double IPA. You're going to expect it to be up there in the IBUs, yeah. higher in the bitterness. Yeah, I get a lot of mango, a lot of papaya from a flavor standpoint. Um, maybe a little bit of hint of tangerine. But it's not overly... It's not... It's more... It's, despite the fact that it's supposed to be a New England IPA, I do taste a lot of, of bitter, like like West Coast yeah, bittering to I agree it, with that. Where it's kind of just sappy and like resiny. I guess mm-hmm. resiny is the word I was looking for. It's very resiny compared to what you would consider a normal New England IPA. This is uh, this is other just for a heads up for the listeners. This is other half's um, like flagship IPA. So this is equivalent. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is like equivalent to like their Julius. So when I went there, like it was a pretty overwhelming experience of just like here's a board of 30, 30 beers. Oh, it's extremely intense. And it's just like here's a West Coast style IPA, and here's a West Coast style IPA with different hops, and here's an East Coast. So it's like. A ton of different beers, yep. and I just picked some at random. Um, yeah, and when you get there, and then there's, like, I don't know if you had a line. No, it was like I walked straight up. Yeah, so that, that that's what happened to me, too, is there was no line. I just kind of walked right up, and they were like, what would you have? And I said, one of everything, and that was a mistake. So hopefully you didn't just go up there and be like, I'll have one of everything. Because if you did, they told you your total at the end, and you are like, oh, boy. And yeah. you probably either no, paid I w- it like I did, or just turned around and walked away. I went with a more limited selection. Wow. Yeah, I only went with, with four four packs. But I can see why this is their flagship. It is a damn good IPA. 
Um, I can't think of a lot of other breweries that have Imperial IPAs as their flagship. Yeah, um, I think um, like like uh, what's that one down in Tennessee? Uh, Bearded, Bearded Iris. Bearded Iris. Their flagship is a double IPA. Okay, I think I would give this. You know, I'm really torn between four and a quarter and four and a half. Um, did, did you try it? Mm, no, I have not. Do you want to? Sure. Um, triple reviews podcast. Triple reviews podcast. I think. Still upset that there's no zombie dust in my glass. I like it. It's good. That's uh, Chris's. Chris's computer's blowing up. No, it's just virus protection telling me it's out of date. <laughs> um, that's really good. Um, it is a little bit bitter, so I can see where Tud's coming from, but it's not too overwhelming at all. I get a lot of juiciness on the front, uh, some of that pininess that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a that's a solid beer. That's a good yeah. beer. It's not it's not overwhelmingly I can definitely, hazy. I can yeah. definitely taste the little trees in it. Yeah, the multicolored. Forms. Would you say it's more broccoli, more cauliflower, or more trees? More trees. I think it should be called little trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think. This is going to get a, probably a four and a half for me. It would be a, I think it would definitely be a four and a half if I had this fresh. Mm, okay. Um, like I said, it's on the low end of four and a half because I think it is, you know, I, I don't get a strong nose taste on it, mm. but um, still really good. I'm excited for the other, other half beers that I have. Ooh. All of the halves. Yeah. How many halves do you have? Would many you say, halves. Seven? I have, well, I have eight. Eight halves. No, I have sixteen halves. Okay. Yeah. How oh, many holes does that make? Okay. Eight. So you have other. I have eight. You have eight holes. Eight holes. Eight. Eight. eight sixteen eight. halves. Yes. Okay. Mm. Do you think a name like other half? It's like the, every single beer is the other half. Like you never have the first half. Like a left and a right shoe. You always have the right shoe. No, I think that it was like probably started by a couple, and it's like, oh, they're my other half. I don't know if that tracks. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't, that yeah, I don't buy that one. I like Chris's theory better than mine. <laughs> I think they were just going for a really cool logo, and somebody drew up an O and an H on top of each other, and they were like, that's Otter it. Otter House. No. <laughs> other well, half. Then they, they, add, they added a B to the bottom. So they got, an, you know, Other Half Brewing Company. I don't know where the C goes, but... It is a very cool logo. So, nice. So what did you say you were rating this? Four and a half. Okay. So out of 18,000... Check-ins. It's a lot of check-ins. It's a very lot of check-ins. It is their flagship. What would you think the untapped verse rate this? I think the untapped verse really likes this beer. I think they think this is like a four-two-three. Okay. Well, you're off. That's okay though. You're a little low. Okay. I'm not surprised. I feel like it is, like I said, a pretty popular beer. So the the overall rating is four point three five. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. It's a solid beer. Yeah. Pretty high for. 18,000 check-ins. Yeah. It is now right. a shelfie in Connecticut, just an FYI. Nice. <laughs> What's a shelfie? It just sits on a shelf. I walked into Total Wine and it was just just there. Okay. So like a shelfie is, you could just walk into a, a liquor store, or as you call them here, Packy, and uh, I'm still trying to learn the lingo. Yeah, I'm going to call it a Total Winey. <laughs> I walked into a Total Winey. And uh, it's, just right, it's just sitting there. It's just there. That's cool. Staring at you in the face. Uh, I'll have to keep that in mind. But Not first, that I need any beer anytime soon. Right. You sure? I am sure. I can get you more. I know you can. I mean, I'm looking at three, four packs of Pumpkin Warlock and the Cold Brew Coffee Pumpkin. I'm just sitting there on Tud's table. They're there. They're ready for us to drink. Doing nothing. Yeah, Tud, I think we might need to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
For, for those of you at home, imagine, so where we're sitting right now, we are completely surrounded by four walls stacked three feet high of cases of beer. Yep. I don't know about that. <laughs> Most of it's Bud Light, Palace of Bud Lights, but... Uh, yes. I mean, there's a lot of Bud Light. Yeah. I would say maybe two feet tall. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite there on the third foot. So who's going next? I'll go next. Partly because Chris does not have his beer out, out of the fridge. It's in the fridge. It's staying cold. I don't know. It's really far away. I know. I'll have to take a 15-minute break after this to, for me to get my beer out of the fridge. Well, you have to climb over the three-foot wall of beer, apparently. That's true. It's being protected. So this is normally the part where you tell us what you're drinking. Yeah, but I'm giving some ASMR to the listeners. Asmer. All right. So this week I am drinking a beer from Austin Street Brewing Company out of Portland, Maine called Florence. F-L-O-R-E-N-S. Florence. It is their flag... This is also their flagship beer. Um, it's an American IPA. It is 6.9 ABV. And it's a can. Can says nothing else besides that, so that's fun. So, uh, I understand that you wouldn't put a name of a brewery, Austin Street, in a city of Austin. That doesn't make sense. There's no, like, New York Street in New York. But for some reason, I thought that this beer was from Austin and not Maine. Nope. So that's interesting. No, it's from Portland, Maine. Um, there's, a, there's a road in Maine um, right near where uh, Allagash is brewed. It's called Austin Street. So, um, this guy named Austin, no joke, opened up a brewery on Austin Street, and maybe because he was really creative, or maybe because he has a lack of creativity, he called it Austin Street Brewing Company. It sounds like a lack of, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And now he, um, he has, there, there's two locations of the brewery. One is on Austin Street, and one is on Fox Street. So, when you're going to Austin Street Brewing Company on Fox Street, <laughs> it is... Very interesting of a it's it's a very interesting time of getting there. Is that where you went? That yeah, we went to the one on Fox Street. Um, I did not buy this from Fox Street. I bought this from a local package store because I wasn't going to carry the beer all the way back because it's kind of hike, kind of a hike. But this is their uh, their flagship. It does not have a date on the bottom of the can. Except it does have a red dot. So if anybody knows what Austin Street stamps their beers with for a red dot, write in. Let us know. As you guys can see, it is a hazy IPA. It kind of looks. Eerily similar of colors to the uh, cauliflower beer that Obert is drinking at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yours is in this really cool Omnipolo glass that has the neon green logo, so I feel like your beer looks more green than mine, but I think that's just the, the light playing tricks on me. Yeah, that's my cool Omnipolo glass that was for their um, their anniversary. I don't remember, I think it was their fifth anniversary, uh, but 12% Beer Project was selling Omnipolo beers and with it, if you spent more than fifty dollars, you got a cool, fancy Omni Polo glass. It's kind of got like creepy masks and stuff on there. Check it out on the on the Instagram if you'd like this. Ha- to Halloween see themed. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Wait, is this a Halloween episode? Uh. Or is next uh, next week's a Halloween episode. I don't know. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween. And if it's not Halloween, this Spooky. was a trick. We'll give you the treat next week. Oh yeah, that's probably good. To, I don't know. Hmm. If only there were a thing on this computer. It's going to come out on Monday, which is the the next release day before Halloween. Spooky scary. Spooky. (laughs) 
Some would argue that if you were going to do three Face Your Beers in an episode, <laughs> this might have been an appropriate week for it. Yeah, well, that's true. You weren't there last week. Yeah, you were, were taking a, you were taking a nap. You were taking a nap. I had to pull up the the lion's share of the drinking. So, Did you hear that ghost? So, <laughs> so what are you guys dressed up as? As we remember that it's Halloween. Well, you guys cannot. We haven't addressed this yet on the podcast, but my ghost cannot see me because <laughs> I am dressed as a ghost. Or alternatively, Harry Potter with the invisibility. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. What is? Hang on. This is me with the glasses, and then this is me without, as just the Casper. Secretly, Ober is not in Connecticut. He's really in Montana. I can't tell the difference. To be honest. Well, that's because the glasses aren't the invisibility cloak. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a very it. subtle distinction. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I guess I've, I paid attention to distortion a little bit. Yeah, so you guys can't see me either because I am uh, dressed as G.I. Joe in full camo. So that, right. is, that explains that. that. explains the beer floating. There. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing there. And I am dressed as a beer, so I just blend in with everything. Oh. He's dressed as a pallet full of Bud Light. So <laughs> <laughs> he really is all, he's more active camo than what you have. Right, right, right. You have yeah. just the traditional when, hunter's camo. When somebody yeah. comes to drink something off my palate, I just slowly back away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now that now that this is officially a spooky episode. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> Ted, did you drink your beer? The ghost is talking to us. Did you not hear it? I can't hear anything because of the camo. Spooky. <laughs> Noise blocking camo, too. Yeah. It keeps my ears safe. This must be some pretty advanced camo. Yeah, it makes my ears disappear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going back into Florence, a, a American IPA by Austin Street Brewing Company on Fox Street in Portland, Maine. But not really on Fox Street. This is from a package store, not on Fox Street. Correct. This is a from a package store on... I'm going to call it Main Street, but I probably have that wrong. In Main, but not on Fox Street. <laughs> so it's Austin Street Beer by way of Fox Street by way of Package Store on XYZ Street via Miller Road in South Windsor, Connecticut. I feel like Ted Mila- has no idea where this was. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, so Austin Street was on, well, the brewer was Austin, and then it was on... He was just Main. driving through downtown Portland with the windows down, like, can you tell me how to get to Austin Street? And so a package store guy came out and waved that fun. He's like, right here, we have it. <laughs> all right. So my spooky Omnipolo glass. Spooky, spooky. I don't get a lot of flavor at all. That's very weird. Maybe I'm coming down with the Rona, but there's not a lot of flavor on it at all. Like zero. Nothing. Getting nothing. So let's taste it. Alright, so this is much more bitter than the uh, cauliflower tree that Obert is drinking. Um, heavy, heavy West Coast style. Not a lot of resiny, um, very bitter. I wonder actually what the IBUs are, because it's more bitter than I was expecting. Not a lot of fruit flavors on the, the mouth. Um, you know, I get a lot of maltiness, but it's not a lot of fruit that I can pick up at all. It's, it's kind of not that good. No. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, somebody had to bring a bad beer at some point, right? 109 episodes. Oh. Well, is pretty spooky. Turns out we did have a face your beers tonight. Turns out we did. Unintentionally spooky beer. Yeah, this is where we... I don't have my uh, my button to press here tonight, guys. Uh, no, this is... Uh, eh. It kind of doesn't taste 
special at all. Like it just kind of like if like if I bought this from Total Wine and it was X Y Z Brewing Company, I would just say, eh. The fact that it's Austin Street and Austin Street is supposed to be this world, and I know it to be a world-renowned brewery, and it's really really good. The, you know, the beers we had there, this is this is significantly disappointing. I'm gonna pass it around to the other guys so they can try it, but in all honesty, it just tastes like a big hot bomb with not a lot of fruit and very malty. It's an interesting insight into like your writing process that. For you, for a beer to be good, it's got to have fruit flavors. It doesn't have to be good. It just when you try this, you'll know where. It, yeah, it, let me pour it, some. Let me pour some into my glass over here. There's nothing <laughs> special to that beer. The uh, there's very like, almost no aftertaste. No, it's, it's just like smell it. I mean, take a sniff. Well, it's, I get I get pretty strong citrus aromas, so you probably do have Corona. <laughs> but, I have the Rona. I mean, I, yeah, I get citrus. Don't on the nose. give it to me. But Connecticut people. The flavor, after uh, like a little bit of uh, citrusy, it's very bitter taste on the front of the mouth. It just immediately very clean finish. Like I guess you could say, and not it, in a good way. Just like is a lacking lacking an aftertaste. Oh yeah. I guess you could say it's kind of grapefruity, where it just kind of tastes. It's, yeah. It's bitter grapefruit. throughout. I mean, it's citrusy and bitter. Or, new favorite food of the podcast, you get some blood orange flavors. It could be blood orange. Again, it is Halloween, so. Yeah, it's very bloody. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's not. Did you sniff it, by the way? Yeah. Sniff it again, just to make sure. Make sure I get those nose tastes right. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's kind of just like, nah. Yeah, it's. It's nah. It's an eh beer. I mean, it's, there's, yeah, if I have two more, I'm giving them to you guys to go home. <laughs> That's not how this works, Tom. I don't have room in my car for bad beer. I'm very selective. I thought you said it was good beer. I thought you liked it. No, I said it has a very flat finish. So I would give this... I would give it a three and a half. What would you guys give it? I was leaning more towards 3.75. Okay. I was probably 3.25. Well, there we go. So there we go. We split it up. What is the... Uh, what's the Untappedverse thing? Hmm. Or should I guess? Hang on. I'm going to guess. guess. I think that because this is Austin Street... It's going to be a little bit higher, so it's going to veer towards more Oberty Obert- territory. I'm going to say 3.83. So, Todd, you've had this beer before. Surprising. Surprising. Not that long ago, though. That's why I was a little little, little surprised. But anyways, so out of 7,300 check-ins, it is a 4.08. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. And I had this beer, fun fact... On September 25th, 2017, and I gave it a four. So, I wonder... Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that we just have an old one or just a bad batch. Maybe it was as I was driving through Portland and the guy who waved me down as I was yelling out who has Austin Street. Oscar the Grouch? Yeah. He sold me, he sold me a bad batch of Florence. Maybe. Maybe he got you. I mean, you know... That's in, how they get you. I, I believe in Florence, their currency was Florence. So, I got swindled out of American dollars for... Florentian cash. How dare they? So, Chris, what are you drinking? Oh, well, thank you for asking. So, this week on the podcast, ooh. I brought ooh, I brought a beer that Tud actually recommended. Well, a brewery Tud recommended, and a beer that he recommended me buy at the local grocery store. And this is Abomination Brewing Company's Wandering into the Fog. Ooh. Double IPA. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is their standard version, right? This is the standard version, yes. So, as Tud alluded to, there are many... I I don't know if they're dry hopped or just hopped. 
Different, they're hopped with different... Uh, differently hopped versions. Yeah, so there's like a Simcoe, there's a Citra, there's a Mosaic. They, they're all single hopped. Um, Abomination is doing some of the best beer out of the 12% beer project. And I think I've had pretty much all of them. Um, they're all fantastic. Sabaro, Vic Secret, Simcoe. Abomination does some of the better beers. I think I gave you guys a uh, Midnight Snack beer. Mm. And also, uh, as you can see on my counter behind me, there's a Forbidden Pumpkin. That is an I- a pumpkin IPA by them nice. as well. Nice. So this is my first foray, I believe, into uh, Abomination. I went to 12% yesterday. Oh, nice. That's definitely on my Connecticut list of places to go before I leave. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I just want to go out on a limb and say that the beer was amazing. Beer was very good. I wasn't too high on the vibe, though. Yeah. The vibe was a little bit... I'm excited to try it. I am. It looks so, like a very foggy beer. It's a very foggy... Yeah, maybe that's what it's about. It is It is the most New England-style looking... <laughs> I mean, like, Ober and I are drinking, quote-unquote, New England-style IPAs, and your beer well, looks hazy like, than yours. Yeah, yeah your yeah. beer, you can't see through it at all. Like, no, you could it's... not shine a, a fucking train light through pea it. Pea soup. <laughs> <laughs> On the hazy scale. Oh. <laughs> this is pea soup out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say the smell taste on it reminds me a lot of like a like a like a Julius. I don't almost. know what Wandering in the Fog like the original one is hopped with. I think it's hopped with multiple different I- or hops. It might be, but yeah, it's it, it gives me the smell taste of like a Julius or a Green or something like that. So let's get into it and uh, see what happens. Hmm. It is double dry hopped aggressively. With seven pounds per barrel of Mosaic, Pacific Jade, Citra, Summit, Summit, and Enigma hops. Okay. So right. it is it is packed to the gills with hops. And like you read off that, and I would expect this to be a very like almost bitter beer because of it. I don't know why. Um, but this is like an extremely smooth double oh, IPA. So good. Super smooth, like barely any bitterness to it. Um, like this is what you, when you think of like a juice bomb, it, literally that's what it is. It's, like, it, there's a reason I went on to Abomination's website and I bought a shirt, I bought a mask, I bought, I bought everything I could from Abomination, <laughs> and I will continue to every single time they offer beer at twelve percent, I will buy their beer. Like today, I bought the Tox Abomination um, collaboration just because I, 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 I think Abomination has become my. One of my favorite breweries in the state. It's, I know they don't have a location, but they are. They have a location in my heart. No, I mean it's it's so good. I mean it's so smooth, so easy drinking. Even though it's even though it's eight point six percent ABV, it's like it does. You don't taste it at all. Um, I get a heavy amount of like an orange, pineapple kind of juice, like very in, right in the middle. No, I don't know. Super super smooth. It's almost. It almost doesn't taste carbonated. How smooth it is, um, in my opinion. I mean, it's 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 very very easy drinking. Like Obert, I know you. I don't think you've had them yet. No, I'm right. really excited to go. <laughs> so, Obert, oh, I can see Obert like foaming at the mouth, yeah, sitting across yeah. from me. Yes, yeah. foamy like, beer. Like try, like tr- like I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It's it's not you because I have the same I have the same response. Is that the beer? The beer is just amazing, and there's a reason that they had a a fog day at. It's really good. The only thing I can possibly add to your excellent description is 
it's like velvety smooth. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that you get a lot of times with, you know, bourbon barrel aged stouts. Right. And not so often with a double IPA. It just right. has like a really incredible. I mean, is there like lactose in here? That's that like that was my thought. Like, it doesn't taste like lactose because sometimes that's like cloyingly sweet. Right. But it has that nice lactosey, like I said, smooth mouth mouthfeel. Yeah, it's 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 extremely good. I mean, and oh, it's so good. It's so tasty. <laughs> let let the record show that even though Tud has had this beer no, numerous times, he did still take a sip of mine. Uh, Listen, it it saves me from going and stealing a can from you. It's just it's that good. I, I mean, guess that's true. I could head back to to Big Y in a second and buy more. Yeah, but like, it's so good. Hey, you can find this at Big Y. This that was, was this was just at Big Y. They yeah. literally had like. 24 packs. Yeah. yeah. What a world that we live in. Right? We can go to the grocery store. I, I was I was bored by the fact that I looked at a display, and I mean like whole display, and it had dogs in boats, dogs in boats, and then eight days a week. That was like the entire thing, which are two amazing beard beers. And midnight oil. I mean, and just, midnight oil, just yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting there. Just there. And then across the aisle from it was this stuff. Right. And then baby kittens was there, and everything you could think of from yeah. Harpoon was there. And everything from makes, Sam Adams. It makes me really miss. Yeah. Like, I wish and, I could teleport here to buy beard and teleport back. Right? <laughs> sip of sunshine. There was unlimited sip of sunshine. I mean, just chill. Right, right. It, like, every, every time you took a four-pack away, it just, like, yeah. materialized. The only yeah. thing that wasn't there, but we had for lunch, by the way, yep. was Hetty Topper and Focal Banger. Now, Chris nice. and I went out to lunch, and there was Hetty Topper and Focal Banger at the place we went to. We each got a Focal Banger, and... It was as good as I remember it being. Yeah, it was, it was, very, it was very delicious. Good. It was very and good. as dedicated listeners will know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago about them being available here in the state. Yes. Yep. Really exciting. Because yeah. that's a new... Was this your first one? Was it was my first one in Connecticut, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, no, but hopping back to this, this beer for a second, I just have to express my love for a second. It's just... I don't know what abomination... Can I be real a second? For just a millisecond, let down my guard and tell the people how I feel a second. Well, there you go. I don't know what that's from, but I'm going to go with it. I think that this is an amazing beer. Um, I love this Wandering in the Fog series. I love Abomination. I buy it all. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a great beer. I hope I hope you guys both also enjoyed it. We have about a million of them in that fridge. So, Well, like I said, I don't... After buying so much beer on my drive and stopping the other half, I didn't feel like I needed any more. But now, this, is gonna, <laughs> this has been added to the list of beers that I want to take back. With I will go buy really you good. a four-pack from the from Big Y, if that's what you want. <laughs> well, I mean, I can do that, too. <laughs> True. You're not allowed. Yeah. You're outlawed. That's awesome. So, yeah. There you go. You heard it here, fo- folks. Uh, Abomination Brewing. The new thing. Sweeping the markets. Oh, man, this beer is so good. It's one of the better beers I've had in a long time, especially since I know that they make variants. So this might is, like, just the base beer of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, um, I mean, it's real good. It's real good. I'm going to give it a two point... Two, two and a quarter? Two and a quarter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give it a, I'm going to give it a solid four and a half. I think it's a great, great beer. Uh, I think... Maybe some of the other hopped variants would be pushing higher, depending on what they are. Um, because it's good. I, I'll say this. It's really, really good. Like, if you're looking for a double IPA, especially, you know what, even if you don't really like, if you think double IPAs are too harsh, 
too bitter, too alcoholic, whatever you think. Um, I would suggest trying this one because it is so smooth. No, like, no, shh, shh. Listeners, it's terrible. <laughs> we don't want to buy it. Save what them. You, what you want to do Save them for Tud. When, when, when somebody presents one to you, be like, no, get that shit out of here. Send it to Tud. <laughs> he and, has the pop, pop, proper fog disposal unit. Yeah, I know, how to, I know how to get rid of it. Don't worry. I know a guy. I know yeah. how to get rid of fog. No, I only had one sip, but that... And uh, maybe my rating would change if I had all one. But that's a 475. Mm. On the upper end of a 475. Okay. For all me. right. That's definitely one of the... Probably one of the top 10 years of 2020 for me. It, it's so it's so good. I, I think the only thing that I would really... And maybe it's just me, but like... If I had a little bit of extra kick, like an, a little bit of an extra bitterness, something like that, or... Oh I boy, mean, do I have a treat for you in my fridge. Good. Perfect. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it had like something a little extra... Or maybe something a little funky, then maybe it would have uh, been been approaching that five, the illustrious five. But I mean, it's it's an amazing drinking beer. Like eight point six percent alcohol, it tastes like it's orange juice. I mean, it's mm. it's real good. Now the Untapped Diverse. Yeah. So I had a four thousand eight hundred and thirty-one check-ins. Ooh, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. But I think it's going to be high. I just think it's one of those beers that can be universally liked by just about everybody. Like, all my friends that don't like beer, listen to... Well, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, number one. Number, number, number no, two. No, no, I know why they're listening. For the jokes. For the jokes. We're, they're here for the goofs. Um, I thought it was the beards. <laughs> it was the other... Oh, that too. The beards. No, oh, well. at a 4,831... At a 4,000... Yeah. Oh, wow. I was right at... 4,831 check-ins. Damn, look at me. What do you think the rating is on the Untappediverse? I'm going to say... I, I think it's going to be high. I think it's going to be really high. Um, like 5.2? No, I think it's going to be a 4.36. Oh, I think it's over 4.5. I, I was Do you want to take a guess? 4.56 is what I was thinking. Okay. You guys are both wrong, unfortunately. Nobody's right. It's 4.17. Really? Wow. That's where... That, that actually shocked me because I know that within the Connecticut beer scene, at least at least a part of the groups that I'm a part of, this is a... Not only is this version, but all of the Wandering in the Flogs versions are highly sought after highly looked for highly rated people love them so for it to see it at a 417 which me which my beer i believe was higher rated uh it was 4.08 but still okay so right on par and oberts oberts was higher rated. right yeah, yeah oberts was i don't i don't think if i'm tasting them side by side i don't think oberts beer is a better beer i, I completely agree yeah, no, I agree too. That's Which is so one weird. of the advantages of drinking with friends. Drinking with friends. Now, and that's weird because, and you know, listeners, I know we talk about this a lot, but like, I mean, we award Man of the People every week, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, between the three of us, we have 6,000, 7,000 check-ins of, of beer. Like, I mean, me and Ted alone are over 5,000. Yeah, I don't I don't check in. I got them all up here. Yeah, over Rebecca's. I got them all up here. <laughs> Over remembers every beer he's ever had. Yep. Like we've had a lot of beers, and like I don't know. I guess you see it with everything, though. Well, no, because look up Hetty Topper. Hetty Topper, four point five some odd for two hundred and thirty-two thousand check-ins. Yeah, yeah. It's I, not I the know. hop hype. I think yeah, I well, true. I think Hetty Topper at twenty-three thousand. No, two hundred and thirty-three thousand check-ins. Mm-hmm. It's still a four point five six. Yeah, I believe that Hetty Topper is. Slightly a product of hop, that rating. Slightly a product of hop hype. Right. Um, you also got to think that's been rated for 
Ever. Ten years. Right. So there's the probably... The scene has evolved a lot in those ten right. years. Right. There's probably so many... Like, I know some of them are mine. Some of them are my fives from, like, when I before I learned what beer was and, like, before what beer became what it is today. So... Well, it's kind of like when you're, when you're listening to, like, rap music and you hear, you know, Biggie and Tupac, you're like, oh, they are great. Meanwhile, you listen to something today. Well, well somebody today may be a better rapper. They're never going to be better than the OGs. Interesting analogy choice, but I'm on board. I, I was trying to figure out where I was going, but I feel like rap is probably the best way to describe that. Because, I mean, Biggie and Tupac are still valid today. Well, I think it's a val- I think it's a universal thing where it's like, you got to respect the classics. Correct. Yeah. You know? Um, well, I'm happy that you guys both enjoyed that beer. That makes me happy, because I thought that when I first had one, I, meanwhile, I bought it on a whim from 12% and they delivered it. I was just like, eh, screw it, I'll try it. And then I had it and I was like, wait a second, am I, am I tasting the right thing here? I'm glad to know that you guys felt the same way. That it's, there's something special in that, however Abomination is brewing that beer and all their other varieties after it, there's something special going on there. Keep it up, Abomination. Yeah, I'll have to, like I said... Big Y, here I come. We will go to Big Y. We can go to Total Wine. We can go to m and I mean, we'll find it. But Big Y, Chris and I were there today. They had they had an extraordinary amount of Wandering in the Fog. And it's from, like, the beginning of October. So it's been there for a little bit. I don't know. These Connecticut beer laws. It's all, not even midnight. I can't even go to Big Y and buy a beer. This is what ridiculous. the heck? Come on, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, but, no, I do have a bit of a special treat for you guys. Ooh, what do you got? You guys gotta open up your pillowcases. Oh, plastic I, pumpkins. I don't have to close my eyes. No. Should I say oh. trick or treat? Yes, you have to ring the doorbell. All right, hang on. Bring boom. Trick or treat. Oh, hello. Hey, there's Obert's voice. What? What costumes do you? You look so cute in your costumes. Do you know what I am? Yeah, you're you're a palette of light. <laughs> 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 great, great costume. Can I have, can I have one of these? Yeah, I have to slow it back away. <laughs> no, so for a uh, special treat, I, uh, Todd helped me out while I was driving across the country, picked out this really rad bottle shop in right I over am, the border. I am pretty much the best virtual wingman you can have. I was looking for a place in... Minnesota to buy beer. I believe I, I asked was, you four questions, and I found you the best bottle shop. You I was can get. I, just the, just to set the scene here. I was on the interstate, driving along, and one hand trying to Google stuff, and I said, "You know, Todd, you got to help me out." Minnesota, you can't buy beer on Sundays after six p.m. Amazing! Wow. So I was running a little behind schedule. Didn't make it to Total Wine in the Twin Cities area. So. Fortunately, right over the border, as soon as you cross the bridge into Wisconsin, um, Todd hooked me up. And I would like to shout this place out, but I don't remember the name of it now. Oh, hang on. Yeah, so you, you were looking, and I, I, I pulled up this place called Historic Casanova Liquors. Yeah, that was it. And um, I pulled in, and, you know, I don't know if it's Minnesota nice or whatever, but the people in there, the guy in there was so helpful. I ended up spending a lot more money on beer than I wanted to. <laughs> but That's how it goes. Yeah. This... But with a with a name like that, like yeah, you know, historic Casanova, like how can you not spend? When I saw it on the list, I was like, it's a little out of the way. But with a name like that, and I was looking at the pictures on Yelp and the reviews on Facebook, I was like, this seems like the place that Obert wants to go. And it was. And um, so this, I saw this on the shelf, and 
Well, we have here this special treat, again, to circle back to our bit, uh, is the Darkness Russian Imperial Stout from Surly Brewing Company. Ooh. And the guy told me a little story. You know, he, he was selling all this stuff to me. And I, I fell for the hook, line, and sinker. He was like, this beer is kind of what put Surly on the map. They were one of the OGs of doing Russian Imperial Stouts. So I've had Surly. I don't didn't know they were OG from Imperial Russian Stouts. Uh, yeah, this is news to me. He could be pulling my leg or whatever. And he said, "This is our this is the 2016 release. This is our last bottle of it." Can I see that bottle for a second? So, and this actually was bottled four years ago today, the day this podcast comes out. Oh. Okay. Wow. So we just raised the stakes here. All I can notice, by the way, is that there is a giant wax seal on this thing. Yeah, we gotta we gotta open that up. And as we all know, I struggle with this. But yeah, I thought you were buying a gadget. Yeah, a I, wax I thought cutting it, gadget. I thought it would be here by now. It's not. Um, pulling back the part of the kimono. You need some like piano wire. Yeah, or at I least dental floss. I've got <laughs> something that will cut it. Hang on. Can we pause? Pause. Pause. L pod. All right, so we got the we got the wax off. Let me let me open this guy up and, and pour it out, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the beer while we Ooh. let the uh, let the head settle. The here. tannins. This this bottle looks amazing. It's a bomber. Oh, and this is 2016. Yeah, yeah, 10:26:16. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Like we shouldn't be drinking it. So there's a, a three-headed dog with a snake and like the gates of hell. A very Halloween-appropriate oh, glass here. I can't wait to taste it. I've, my mouth is w- water. It may be the lack of water that I've had today, but my <laughs> mouth is watering looking at this beer. It does. It looks extremely amazing. I mean, it looks like 4 billion SRM, a uh, very slight head, but... That's what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, so Cerebus... Is the name of the three-headed hound that guards the gates of hell? Yeah. On so, the front. A funny story about Cerberus is that Labyrinth's uh, experimental series is also called Cerberus. Okay. Oh, right. So right, right. when yes. you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that yeah, one. That makes sense. Minotaurs or whatever. But um, yeah, they say this massive Russian imperial stuff contains notes of chocolate, coffee, dried tart, cherries, and raisins. Finishes sweet with a piney resinous hop character. You could drink this now or hoard it like Cerberus. But it's up to you if you want to be a little bit more generous with it than he is. I mm. guess I do. So here's your it'd, Halloween treats. It'd be funny if Obert was like, no, screw you guys. I'm not giving you anything. Yeah, right? Yeah. As I drink all three of these glasses in front of you. <laughs> Chugs them. Yeah. Down the hatch. Don't break my treehouse glass. Cheers. Cheers, gents. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> oh, I broke it. No. Oh, I'd be so angry. Well, it smells really strong. It does Whoa. smell strong. Yes. I don't see any ABV on here. It's like ABV question mark. Yeah. I think that's 50. It's like at, at your own risk. We'll never know. I mean, I smell I smell just basically strong and then like I, 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 like like old stout. Like, booze yeah. and yeah. booze and yeah. more booze. Maybe, maybe some dark cocoa. Yeah. But that might just be me just like, wanting I, it to be. Yeah, cocoa. if I smelt a pan of brownies before it was baked, I would say this is what it smells like. But yet again, I haven't smelt a pan of brownies before this it was baked. Brownie batter beer. In can can confirm that's not what it smells like. <laughs> Cake? Yeah, yeah. I think cocoa nibs is a good cocoa. Good yeah, like, it smells cocoa-y. I think I was right. Fuck you. All right, let's, <laughs> I, listen. As someone who bakes regularly, I don't think it smells like batter. But let's dig in. All right, all right, Susie Homemaker. Hmm. Oh, 
I expected it to be a lot thicker. It's like a very, for a Russian Imperial Stout, it's not yeah. very, like, doesn't really coat the tongue as much as I expected. No, 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 it doesn't. It, and it's not as, I mean, to me, not as strong as yeah. I was expecting. It's very raisin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get okay. That. Like, I, take, like, I feel like I just took like a, a hand of, like, Sunmaids? Is it Sunmaids? Yep. Yeah. And just shoved them in my mouth. Like, that's like, I feel like, that's what I feel like I just drank. Just drank raisins. Yeah. Like prune juice. No, raisin juice. Raisin, yeah, raisin juice. juice. <laughs> not prune, like, well, A, raisins are grapes. And not grape juice. But I feel like I just ate a bunch of raisins. Like, it's very raisin-y. Yeah, I think like the, kind of that dried, fermented, like that condensed sweetness of the grape and the raisin. Yeah, it's it's good. It's very good. But yeah. it's very raisin. Like, yeah, I, not I, a lot I, of cocoa. Definitely picking up what you're saying now, yeah. But... Very like dark raisin. I wish that I um, had a fresh one to compare it with and to see how it aged over four years. You the, know, the bottle the sm- smells like nothing. By the way, good to know. We got that <laughs> no smell recorded here. Maybe I'm just bad at smelling containers. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible you're losing your sense of smell and taste. Maybe Uh-oh. I have the Rona. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's a good beer. Yeah, I had higher hopes for this one, to be honest. Does, yeah. does the bottle smell like anything to you? No. Like, maybe if I it was... I have a glass. And maybe it... Maybe it... Let me smell the bottle. Yeah. Nope. Um, like, I'm thinking maybe if it had, like, an extra layer of something. Like, if it was... Oh, it does say here, dried tart, terry, cherries, and raisins. Yeah. Um, but primarily just straight-up raisins. Like, maybe if it was, like, bourbon-barreled, it would add, like, yeah. the extra layer that would is what I would like. I think... It's fair to say this tastes very basic, and I don't really mean that as an insult, but I mean it just tastes like the baseline Russian Imperial Stout right. that sometimes you see with cinnamon or yeah, bourbon barrel yeah. aging or vanilla notes or like... I, th- I think it's on the to- level with like a... Toasted ra- coconut. You know? Like a Rasputin. Like you know that yeah. you're getting something yeah. really, really good, but you know that it's never... You're never going to drink it and you're never going to be upset. Right, right, right. But you're never going to drink it and you're going to be like, holy shit, I wish I shared this with friends like some other stouts out there. Now, I'm not saying you should not go out there and seek this beer, which you should, because it's very good. Right. But it's, all you get on the flavor is raisins. I mean, that's, it's raisins and raisins and raisins. Like, there's no cocoa-y nibs, it's nothing, to me at least, it's just, you know, kick you right in the face. Okay, well, okay, so on the label they said, chocolate, I get some chocolate. Coffee, not so much. Dried tart cherries, I don't really get that. None. No. And raisins. And yeah, I get the raisin for sure. But maybe chocolate yeah. in the beginning? Ah, yeah. I mean, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's because it's aged so long, I wonder if a lot of those other things like faded. Have kind of faded, yeah. Yeah. Because I know over over said it and I, I wish we had a, a fresh bottle too. Like, right. Or we tried it when two in two thousand sixteen and aged one. Oh, but here's yeah. the here's the ultimate question for you. You're driving back across the country in about a month. Yeah. You're going to pass this liquor store again. Right. Potentially. Would you stop and buy this bottle again? This was the last bottle they had. But let's just hypothetically <laughs> play the game with me here, Obert. Okay. Hypothetically. I go to Big, w- had I go to Big Y. <laughs> down the street. Okay. Hypothetically. You Hypothetically, they're still selling beer at midnight. No, well, no. I think this place deserves it. This, this place, you know. Historic, historic Cas- Casanova. Historic Casanova deserves its name out there again. Yeah. You stop by Hudson, Wisconsin, and you're like, oh, I'm tired. 
but I got to, got to get some beer first. And you go there, and they have another 12-pack, another another case of this. Are you buying another bottle of this? I would buy a 2020. I would, because... Would you buy another 2016? Um, for the price, I think this was like 26 bucks. Probably Ooh. not. Okay. You know? But, okay. but say it was 11 or 12 or 15. Sure. 15 for a 2020. Well, after spending 26 bucks on it, that's a steal. It's, you know... <laughs> Turn around and sell it. So no, I don't know. buy I, three of them and send each of us one. I I always buy five, Chris. I value trying to get trying something new. So in general, I would steer steer away from stuff I've already had. Because okay. I my car space is limited. Even right. though the Forerunner very spacious interior, much more so than a Rav Four. Um, I think it's. A, I gotta. I gotta be selective with how much beer I, with what I'm bringing back. Listen, so I I've don't been know told if this would make the cut. I've been told by listeners that I need to dive deeper with my questions. So I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying this. This new. This new approach. I appreciate the probing. Probing Todd. questions. I've been trained in my life for probing questions. Would you like to be probed more? Yeah, I'll. I'll let you know. What, I'll use the safe word. Okay. When what? What could they do? Far. What could they do to this beer to make it? better in both of your eyes well we talked about i think we talked about that about things that you'd add i think it needs an extra layer like even if it was the same beer asian bourbon barrels i think it would be markedly better than what it is now and i'm actually going to reject the premise of the question i think that this beer is good for what it is and i think that if you wanted something different i wouldn't try and change this beer you just go get a different beer yeah yeah, that'd be like you saying, like, what would you add to Old Rasputin? Like, no, that is what Old Rasputin is. It's a Russian Imperial style, plain, basic Russian Imperial style. And that's... Unless it's the... Tw- is it 27, 26? What, did, what was the one that we drank that one day? I do not remember. It was so old and, like, such a high number. Every time I go back to the liquor store, which you're going to pass and you're going to pass on the way tomorrow to go home, I stop there every day to find out if they still have it. Because it's the only place I've ever seen it in my life. I mean, if they're sold, is it old? And it's old. They get it every year. It's a season. I think it's a they. So old Rasputin brews numbers each year. Okay. Well, one like of they the beers... brew one. They brew two. They brew twenty, like twenty six, like whatever. There's one year I bought a fantastic. It cost me fifty dollars, but I, I bought a. I'm not gonna call it a bomber. It's slightly bigger than a bomber. Like I'm holding my hand about. Maybe a half one of liter bottle because the bomber's seven fifty milliliters. So. Bought one of those. I want to say it's 26, 27, maybe twenty eight of old Rasputin number number one of those numbers. It's the best Russian Imperial stuff I've ever had. Like to the point where, like to this day, I still think about it in my mind, and I'm like, I didn't know, I didn't know old Rasputin. I knew it was good. I didn't know it could be that good. Uh, so I think you drank it with me. I do not remember, but <laughs> maybe was it, was it a five? I think I gave it a four seven five. But in your mind, looking back, is it a five? The fact that I think about it still to this day, <laughs> the fact has that Todd wakes kind of... up in the middle of the night, <laughs> I think yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night screaming, "Oh, last beer twenty six! Maybe. So, uh, yeah. Um, so this beer, what do you guys think of it? Oh yeah. What would you rate it on tapped? Um, I'm not looking it up until we all rate it. I have a number. You have a number? I do too. I, I gotta take one more sip. You know what? I'm gonna I'm double check. It's good. It's good beer. Mm-hmm. It is good beer. Okay. 
Actually, and now it's getting warmer. I'm like, maybe I can it's, bump it up a little bit more. I think we drank a little too cold. Did we drink As it's cold? getting warmer, it is definitely changing. Ooh, yeah. okay. I feel like we just have to sit around and dick around a little bit more before we... Maybe <laughs> we get three handles, and then we end the show with our ratings. Although, I think we just drank more beer. Okay, so let's hold off on the ratings. Okay. Until after... But I'm ready to go now. We have our okay. Frosty Mug of Wisdom. Pull it off the shelf. Take it out of the freezer. It's not broken this time. We glue that handle. Slap that handle back glue on. Glue that handle back on. Fill it up with life advice, products, apps, grocery store ideas, <laughs> recipes. I feel um, like we're really lacking on some, some grocery store apps. I know. It's well, been a long time. Let's were. think about it while we let Jordan take us to that magical place. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Drink. Mug of wisdom! Thanks, Jordan. So, back my podcast. Check it out. Check it plug out. it almost every week. This was great free advertising, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we, we need to make a drop for his uh, podcast. Let's yeah. work on it right now. So, am I the man of the people? Uh, I think I'm the man of the people. I think I was 0. 0.12 off. Uh, you yeah, don't was... know who the man of the people is. Where are you gonna? You gonna give us a little honk 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 then? Honk 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 honk. <laughs> Honk, it was a live honk, 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 honk. Yeah, I think you were honk, 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 honk. So, as man of the people, I'm going to go first this week. Okay. I put the call out for some audiobooks a couple weeks ago. Ooh, yeah. And while I do have some great audiobook recommendations, I want to do one step higher, and I want to recommend an audiobook app that's not Audible. This is continuing our series of library handles. It'd be really funny if you're like, it's not audible, it's audible. <laughs> a <Audible. laughs> Um So I recommended public libraries in general. Todd has recommended Overdrive in the past. Somebody recommended a library card, right? Like, yes, yeah. That was you. Yeah, get a library card. You said go to Overdrive. If you have a library card, you should be checking out the app Libby, L I B B Y. It's basically Audible with your library. Um, the So, you know, free audiobooks, what's the catch? Well, the catch is all the good ones they have a waiting list for. And um, you sign up with your local library card, and I think that the waiting list might be determined based on your own library. But uh, I'm on... It's really cool because you can go and put holds for a bunch of different stuff. You can have stuff, multiple things checked out at once. So even though it's a little bit of a pain in the butt, and it might take you a couple weeks to get the book that you really want, there's always something good available. And um, the interface was great. I loved it for what you would think for an app that you're paying no money for, for listening to free content. But yeah, check Libby, see if your library does that. Uh, I listened to a couple audiobooks, which may or may not be handles in the upcoming weeks. Harry Potter. Um, well, when do you think I got the costume idea? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> like, listen, Obert's got seven weeks of, of handles. 
Yeah. Guys, Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, uh, hey, I'm not going to go in order. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> um, but yeah, Libby, check it out. I highly recommend it. Great way. If you're an audiobook person, if you're a podcast person and you're looking for some different audio content, please check it out. Do you have, enjoy it. Do you it's have, free. What do you got to lose? Do you Nothing. have a, a helpful tip? For somebody who may have too many podcasts that they can't get to their books. So you're, you got, so this is what I've fallen into a trap where I have too many podcasts to listen to during a week and I'm unable to get to the other things that I want to listen to. So one thing I did on my road trip was I basically did an hour of podcasts, an hour of audiobook, switched back and forth. Um, I would say if you're somebody who always listens to podcasts with certain activities, say, Oh, I listen to podcasts Stay working? on my commute and on my drive. I'm uh, sorry, on my commute and at the gym. Say, maybe change your gym routine to be an audiobook spot and your, save your commuting for podcasts. Or if you're someone who's like, oh, I always listen to audiobooks on my lunch break or at work. Or listen to audio on my lunch breaks or at work. Maybe uh, schedule in an hour or two where you're like, oh, can switch over to a book. Learn something better myself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's some advice. Some free mini mini floater shot on my handle. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so with that, as man of the people, I am going to hand this newly fixed three-handled frosty mug over to Todd. Todd, what do you got for us? Perfect. So I know that at least one person on this podcast is a fan of what I'm about to say. So hopefully the other person on this podcast is also a fan. Beer. But, but well, yes. So cheers. Yeah. Gross. Done. Beer. Handle. No, Um. last week, Showtime came out with an announcement that I think I didn't see enough news about. And I think it needs to be brought up here. They're coming back with another season of Dexter. I did hear yeah. about this. So Dexter returns. Um, I'm, I'm, We can't dive too, fa- too far into the storyline of Dexter, which is fine. But for those of you who have watched Dexter... He's a murderer. It's, it's coming back. Spoilers. And I feel like there wasn't enough hoopla around Dexter coming back. So my handle this week is that Dexter is... Co- my handle this week, I guess it should be Dexter. But it's... My handle this week is that Dexter's coming back. So... Guess who's back? For both of you guys... Oh, have you back seen... again. Have you seen Dexter? Dexter's back. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah. Chris? Yes, I have seen Dexter. Yeah. So, How many times? Oh, probably what? a million? Uh, probably like three, four, maybe. All the way through? All the way to the end? Maybe two times all the way through. So for, I, so for those listeners out there who... This. So for all, those listeners out there who haven't watched Dexter, you have to watch it all the way through. But I will warn you that the last two, two seasons are not as good as the first five. But for those of you who don't know what Dexter is, and over, I will let you finish. Okay. Dexter was... The Game of Thrones, the Entourage, the... Lost? Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, HBO-style hits. Like, HBO's had some... Sopranos. Uh, uh, Oz. Sex and the City. Sex and the City. Dexter was... Dexter was in the... It was around during all of those. I mean, it was running in the background of all those. And it was probably the best head of all of them that were running... From seasons one to five, maybe even I personally like six, but um, I don't think it's up there with four and five. But you know, running through six, Dexter was great. It was 
it was one of the original, um, like True Blood. It was like it was there. It was up, it was up there amongst the echelons of like best non-standard cable, like buy a package television show. And now it's coming back. But so one of the reasons, I think again, there's a little less hoopla than you want there to be hoopla. Name a show where the revival held up. Like, a lot of shows come back, and a lot of shows have really disappointing revivals. Everyone's older, and you're sad because it makes you feel older, and so, they're, like, trying to get all the greatest hits in. So without like, spoilers of Dexter, I don't think I don't think there's ever been a successful one. But I think Dexter was set up in such a way that it's possible. Okay, Charlie Brown, I can hold this football over here. Just come kick it. Listen, I, w- I would say the same thing about Breaking Bad. I don't think Breaking Bad could come back and be well, a, a good yeah, show. But I I would defend uh, El Camino and Better Call Saul. I didn't like El Camino. I thought El Camino was boring and weird. and it it El Camino was everything that I hoped that the, rev- the Dexter revival is not. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's fair. I hope that Dexter revival is Dexter's revival. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well... We'll find out. But well, for those of you who, ha- who don't know, your handle is catch up on Dexter now. Oh, and it's that, coming back. Yeah. The, it's coming the, back I to guess this handle is Dexter Returns and also Dexter in general. Go watch it if you haven't. Mm. Then, I, Guys, I don't think my handle is spooky enough. M- Mom of the Pod? Oh, damn. Mom of the Pod, I'm talking to you right now. You're hearing my voice. You hear my voice every time you call me anyways. But go watch Dexter because I know you have not. And you and Dad will... You guys will love that show. So with that, I'm going to hand the mug over to the only person who hasn't gone yet. He gets the glued on. Simba! 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 No, Chris, go ahead. Alright, so my handle this week is very spooky. Uh, Because it is a mix of both rock and classical music. You're You're not doing Hamilton again. No, not Hamilton again. Even though I've been singing Hamilton a lot this week. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot. I would say nonstop. <laughs> man, the man is nonstop. Put it this way. We were in the car earlier, driving to brewery to brewery, and Chris was playing Hamilton in the backseat on his phone. <laughs> no, that was just me singing. That was just me singing. We were listening to Billy Joel, which Chris was also singing, but he was also listening to Hamilton. What a very weird ride that was. Man, it's nonstop. All right, audible on the handle. It is Hamilton. <laughs> Have you guys seen Hamilton yet? No. The handle's so Omaha! Good. Omaha! <laughs> All right. So, no. Uh, Metallica, one of my all-time favorite bands, recently released a new album called the SNM 2, which, of course, is a... Sequel of sorts? It is. It is yeah. a sequel. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's S&M 2, which may lead you to believe, but they partnered... Well, it's a sequel to S&M. No, I, I know. Tut, Tut, calm down. <laughs> yes. So, uh, they a long time ago, they released their uh, S&M album, which was very successful. Um, and now, here, here we are, 20-some-odd years later, they release a second one, um, where they get together they play and they sing the, a lot of their hit songs including some of the newer albums with an orchestra behind them it is uh it's very good i mean 
I've listened to it a few times. Now, is it the Hamilton soundtrack? No one will ever know. But like, <laughs> <laughs> Chris does. Well, yeah, Chris, Chris will never know because he's never going to stop listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah, but it's it's really good. Um, you know, I I don't know. Metallica is one of those bands that will always hold a special place in my heart. I've seen them live. I don't know, four or five times. Um, always a great show, even though they're a little older. Uh, I'm not. I mean, what's the is their last album still Death Magnetic? Like, no, they came they out, came with, out uh, with another one, right? They came out with uh, what the hell? I forgot what it's called. You know, SNM one and a half. No, we had <laughs> we have technology. It had Moth to the Flame. It had uh, oh, Hardwired to Self Destruct. There's no there's no way they named it that long, but yes. No, it is. Yeah, hardwired dot 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 to self destruct. <laughs> it's on tape. <laughs> we got that one on tape. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the fastest someone has ever <laughs> confidently shouted a denial and then immediately. I'm done. Out. I'm done. I'm out. Anyways, um, so past that album, they haven't released anything in the last, I guess, couple years, um, and it's a. I mean, it's it's a good album. They do the some of the new stuff. They do the hits, of course. Uh, it's it's really good. So if you're looking for something to jam out to, um, it's a different take on your favorite Metallica albums. <laughs> so it's pl- funny because when you said a, a you said a mix of classical, and then I was like, oh, he means classic rock, and then you talk about the orchestra. Yeah, yeah it yes. is classical. Yeah, 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 actual classical. Yes. Yeah. And spooky because is of it, it is it like got like a Trans Siberian Orchestra type vibe to it or um mm, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's that far, no. It's definitely just like, like they kind of play their songs, but a lot of the background music is played by the orchestra versus them. Um, have you not heard the SNM one from like, I don't even well, remember. Well, for the right? audience, no, I don't know. I, I don't know if I know how much I know of Metallica's. SNM one was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you haven't listened to it, you... I don't think I've listened handle to, for next week. That's what I'm I don't think I've ever listened to a Metallica live. Listen, album no, my, my no, my handle this week is both SM albums. Um, <laughs> well, so before Todd sends us off to counting pizza places in Connecticut land, <laughs> do you wanna? Is that how we go to sleep in Connecticut? We yeah. count pizza places. Yeah, it's one, like sheep. <laughs> one pizza, two pizza, pepperoni, sausage. Um, why don't we take one final sip of this surly darkness and um, see if our ratings changed at all. See if we get any more flavors. I mean, I feel like I get maybe a little bit more more on the nose of that coffee aroma. Yeah, I I don't know. It be, definitely became a little bit more complex for me. Yeah, I get a lot of cocoa on the back. I get I get a decent amount of coffee and even. The undertones of cherry are coming out a little bit for me. I still don't get that. No, no cherry. I get a lot of cocoa on the back. Well, get better mouths, I guess. So shame on me for <laughs> keeping it in the fridge for too long. Yeah, I think I but, think uh, the warmness is doing it a little bit of justice. Yeah. It's actually bumped up my rating a smidge. So um, same here. Yeah, I was gonna go with a four. Now I'm gonna go four and a quarter. Okay, I was gonna go three seven five. And I'm bumping it up to a four. I think it's a it's a solid beer. Again, I yeah. I would like to have tried it fresh, right? But of course, until right now, if we have the ability to go back in time, I would show up right now. Oh shit! Oh, I'm here now. <laughs> Hi me. 
Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Buy Bitcoin. It's going to blow up. In like a month. Yeah. Here's the sports almanac. Do good, do good bets. Anyways. Trump's going to win. Ah, oh, I knew it. I knew it. It's too good to be true. But anyways, yeah, so I'm going to give it a four. Todd? I think I'm going to give it a four as well. So out of 18,000 chickens. This is a 2016. 2016 darkness, okay. early. 12% ABV, by the way. Oh, good to know. Uh, 85 IB, IBUs. Okay. 4.37. Damn. Super high. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries that provided today's beers. I will go first with thanking Austin Street Brewing Company by way of Fox Street in Portland for their Florin's American IPA. I would like to thank Abomination Brewing Company for their Wandering into the Fog double IPA. And I want to thank both Other Half for their Cauliflower, Rainbow Cauliflower, sorry, I mean Broccoli double (laughs) IPA, and Surly for their Darkness 2016. Please make sure you follow us on all social media at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're sending over all your thoughts, questions, concerns, um, what you're doing, anything. Anything that you want, send it over there. Or, if you don't feel like sending an email, because we're in the year of 2020 now, head over to Discord and follow us on our Discord. I want to know, I want you to email me what your favorite Metallica album is. There you go. That's a good one. That's a, that, Tell us your favorite Metallica album. That's a really good one. You can put that in the Discord, too. Either way. You could do that. Also, make sure you're going on to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating, as well as leaving a comment, and sharing this with your friends. As we've gone back in time, you know, if your grandmother wants to share this with a pastor, do that. But, you know what? I recommend that you share this with somebody who really likes craft beer. Well, how do you know your grandma's pastor? <laughs> listen, no. I, listen, if your grandmother's pastor is a craft beer head like us, share it with that dude for sure. <laughs> and with that, my name's Doug. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Just like us, we are right now. We are doing the drink. So, are you guys ready for this one? Yeah, let's go. So, green onion, Sally's, Modern, (laughs) Peppies, Bar. Like I said, Sally's is a hair better than Peppies. You're ruining the list. Yeah. We're only at five. We got 295 to get with that. Two brothers. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Zuparties. No, Zuparties. No, no. That is the, the seventh and last brewery. Bar? I already said bar. Oh, okay. <laughs>